Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we are asking the question, what's in a prayer? Like, can our prayer requests tell us some things that maybe our statements don't? And do we need to be careful? Um, on October the 11th, the National Association of Evangelicals offered prayers for Israel. And I was just concerned by uh, prayer point number three. And so we want to talk about it, want to make sure that we keep in the minds and in the hearts of our listeners that we need to be praying for Israel, but that we need to pray with authority and and not pray um, equivocating Mm -hmm. what has happened between Israel and Hamas and even the way that Israel needs to respond. We need to ask the Lord to come to the aid of his people, and we need to care about the spiritual and the um, biblical implications of what we see happening in Israel. And somehow, I just kind of feel like the National Association of Evangelicals prayer didn't really hit the mark. And, you know, again, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it's just concerning to me when we would ask something of a nation that we wouldn't ask of ourselves, even if we're asking that in prayer. Yeah, yeah. It, that's very important that we ask rightly. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and we talk about war, man. I know that's a sticky situation. You know, you, you want to make sure that you're very sensitive to what's going on. But it's still war. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think as we explore this, you know, it, it's it's kind of mind boggling, you know, that uh, some of the equivocation would be what it is. It's, it's war. It's mm-hmm. war. And it's war is not is not a thing that's pretty. And there I wouldn't consider and we're going to talk about this. I wouldn't consider that the, the word revenge to be. It's war. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Both sides are trying to, like, you know, uh, conquer the other side. Like, it's not just, it's, it's not like a revenge thing as we think about it. Look, so, it, this is not, this is not on the school ground. Right. You tied my sneakers together. Yeah. And then I tripped when I got up to walk. And now I'm I'm plotting about how I'm going to get you no, back. And we're going to make the case it's, with it's that. Um, we're going to make the case for that on today's program. Like, this is just, look, you know, this is war. And, and it's, a, it's a clear war, and the expectations of Israel need to be the same expectations of the United States. How would we respond if someone attacked us? In fact, we have a point of reference for that. We know what we did do yeah. after 9-11, yeah. and so yeah. we want to be very clear about that. And um, before we get into it, though, let's do a little bit of uh, culture-proof housekeeping. Once again, thank you so much for sharing the podcast, and please continue to share the podcast. Uh, we we love that you love that what you're hearing mm-hmm. and, and want to spread it, so continue to do that. We thank you for that. Also, give it a five-star rating. Uh, that puts us uh, on the radar for some people to be able to uh, check out the podcast and also leave comments. We thank you for your comments that you have been leaving, uh, that you are engaging, and so we ask that you just continue to engage in the comments as well. Look, if you're buying Culture Proof t-shirts, and we are so grateful that you are. Please post your pictures yes, on our social media. Yes. You can follow us on Facebook and X and also on Instagram. <laughs> it sounds weird. It just is very weird, but everybody's kind of moving in that direction. <laughs> You'll notice that people are really starting to drop the formerly Twitter. It's like now you've had enough notice, so it's X, okay? Mm, wow. Um, but go ahead and post those pictures and tag us in it. We love to see it and we love to share it. Mm-hmm. Also, thank you for your financial support. It really helps us continue doing this work. We want to be able to to tell the truth about what's going on in culture. We want to make much of Jesus Christ. All of our commentary is going to be filtered unapologetically through a biblical lens, and you make it possible for us to do that. Thank you so much. Uh, You can learn more about our ministry and about the podcast by going to cultureproof.net. That's cultureproof.net. 
All right, Will mm-hmm. the Great. So yes. I opened my inbox and I've had this for a few days. So I, I really didn't just like, you know, out of the gate with this. I, I actually read it to you and I was like, man, am I wrong in the way that I'm perceiving this? I, I had a problem. Um, I got an email notice from the National Association of Evangelicals um, kind of initiating a prayer for Israel and instructing us on how we needed to pray. And I thought, okay, this is great. You know, so many ministries uh, around the world are saying, hey, join with us in prayer. And this is the right posture. We need to be praying for Israel. We need to be praying for Jerusalem. We need to be praying for the Lord God to reign supreme and to do what he has determined that he will do. Um, But I think there's a way that you can ask for prayer that may indicate a posture, whether you know it or not. And and that is something that caused me great concern as I was reading this. I'll get into it, mm. and then I'll read the point that caused me concern. And then I want to bring in some other information where we can talk about what really happened in Israel. I mean, there are so many stories that are out, but when I challenged this prayer point, I just want to underscore why I'm challenging this prayer point. Mm -hmm. So here is what the NAE wrote uh, in this email blast. At the National Association of Evangelicals, we are grieved by the violence and loss of life in Israel and Gaza. We join with Christians around the world in praying for an end to fighting and for a just and lasting peace in the region. We believe that God is sovereign at all times and that he acts in response to his people's prayer. So far, yes, Yes. I agree 100%. As noted in the NAE's public policy guide for the health of the nation, we must pray for support and constructively critique government leaders who bear these responsibilities to promote just peace and restrain violence. As followers of Jesus, we should model and promote mutual respect that leads to just transformation of conflict across boundaries of nation, tribe, and religion. Now, um, you know, it's the mutual respect part that I start to feel like I'm getting some notes that are, you know, I, I just smacked you in the face, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I want you to give me a stern handshake. And and so I could be wrong and jumping there immediately, but that's where I kind of, I thought mm, mutual respect, like this is, you know, this yeah. is, this is peace talk language that does not regard one component in the peace talks. Right. And unfortunately, it usually looks like it's not a regard for Israel. It's usually like, you guys, hey, don't abuse your power. Don't take too much force. And and I think this is something that Israel's seen for a long time. And so it's not surprising that you would see this coming from the NAE. And and the thing is, I would hope that because of the growing narrative of what I hear of speech and, and stuff against Israel, I hope the church wouldn't be, you know, tempted to like soften that you know, blow as well mm-hmm. or, or to fall on that side to say, to try to, you know, kind of um, walk the wire. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, yes, we, to, to say, yeah, we support Israel and things like that. But at the same time, maybe they shouldn't, you know, strike back. Uh, it's maybe, confusing. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I think that's part of a bigger cultural narrative that we see happening in America more now than I ever remembered. Absolutely. It, you know, and now the church, it seemed like it's kind of being you know, ushered into that Look, as it's, well. It's confusing and it's disingenuous because I, I just don't know that we would suffer an attack 
on our nation and where you have the numerical equivalent, like if, if you're talking about per capita, if you're talking about the citizens that make up Israel versus the citizens that make up the United States of America, even though you've got about 1,300 um, Israelis that died as a result of the Hamas attack, that's the equivalent of about 30,000 people in the that's United amazing. States. Wow. Wow. Like, pause for a second and think about that. If we woke up one morning and we're just going about our daily lives, like we're just, you know, going to the local festival, going going to the fair in your local neighborhood, like, you know, you've got your, your, your grandparents in the retirement community, okay? And you just think about it, you're just living life. And then one day, in one day, 30,000 people in the United States of America are taken out by terrorist attack. That, listen- mm. That is multiplied, okay, by thousands of the people that we lost on 9-11. And imagine the response to that. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. And, and so now we're going to look at that and we're going to say, you know, what we, you know, we just, we want a mutual respect. I don't yeah. know what that means <laughs> in a scenario like this. Yeah. I'll just be frank with you. I don't know what this means, uh, this kind of language means in a scenario like this, but I do know that this is the kind of language that Israel is used to hearing, and I think it's got to stop, and I don't think it should be coming from Christians. It shouldn't be coming from the church. Those of us who know the history of this nation, those of us who are discerning and know God's word, it shouldn't be coming from us. So here is the prayer request list, or join us in these several prayer, prayer points, and I'll just... I'm not going to get to all of them, okay? Because really, I want to I want to look at prayer point number three, all right? But I'll do one and two, okay? <laughs> prayer point number one, um, pray for a restoration of order and security throughout Israel and Gaza. Amen. Number two, pray for the leaders of Hamas to cease any further terrorist attacks on Israel. Mm -hmm. Amen. I agree with that. Yes, let's pray for that. But then here's prayer point number three. Pray for the leaders of Israel to focus on defense of the Israeli people and not on revenge. Hmm. I don't, I don't understand that. I really don't understand. And I'm not trying to nitpick. I am not trying to split hairs, but the problem that I have with that is that that seems to be the constant call from the Israelis when they are attacked. It's like, well, why didn't your dome work? What, what happened <laughs> that you guys just couldn't like get in the fetal position? Yeah. I, I don't understand the language given that it's a uh, war, like, because part of war is fighting back. Yes, but I I don't know if the NAE if the if they're trying to reference you know vengeance is mindset the Lord like he will re I don't know where 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 their backing is for that you know and it's not that I I just want a war it's not I'm no not, you of know, course not but at the same time when you're speaking of when you're speaking of war it's not in terms of revenge per se it's like man fight and fight back like it's a war it's it's, it's you know, so I don't understand that that word as it is um, thrown towards Israel not wanting vengeance. I, Look, you know, and the ultimate um, justice and, and the ultimate vengeance is the Lord yes. upon all of the workers of iniquity, upon all of the injustice, upon all of the unrighteousness or the injustice and the unrighteousness wrought upon man by man under the leadership of Satan. So yes, ultimately that vengeance is the Lord and the Lord does repay for that. But at the same time, we live in a system that has certain expectations. So what are those expectations that you defend your boundaries 
that is given to us by God. That's why we have law enforcement, right? Mm. They are the servants of God, right? For your benefit and for God's glory. But we have certain systems that we recognize that, look, if, if, if somebody comes into my home and they want to take out our children, mm-hmm. I am not expecting Will the Great to step aside and be like, well, look, you know, it's okay. We know that vengeance is the Lord's. No, I'm expecting <laughs> him to defend our dwelling. Right. I'm, 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 I'm okay. You guys got, you got what I'm saying here. Okay. So how much more so when you've got hundreds of people, the, the equivalent of tens of thousands of people in the United States, all right, that have been slaughtered. And then you've got people that have been carted away. Mm -hmm. You've got, and and we're going to hear about it, right? Because this, this, um, measured response is the common call that comes from Israel. In fact, let's listen to it because we've got a clip here that we want to play for you. This is the BBC interviewing a British writer uh, and political commentator, a man by the name of Douglas Murray, and he's on the BBC and you'll hear the reporter painting a picture of what happened in Hamas um, because of what Israel is doing um, in retaliation, like because an act of war was committed against them and the Israeli people. Okay. And so she's going through and she's lamenting the suffering that's happening in Gaza. And I don't want to make, please hear me well. I do not want to make light of people's suffering. Right. Right. Okay. I, I, I am not, there's no glory in that. And this is why we have to understand that war is ugly. And, and the brutality of it, it is ugly. Nobody celebrates that. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's why, that's why you shouldn't provoke it. Mm. That's why you shouldn't provoke it. This is, nobody wants children and women and men to suffer. But there is evil that has been wrought upon the Israeli people. And I'm going to tell you, it is in line with God's justice that that evil is put down. It must be put down. All right. So here is uh, Douglas Murray. Well, first you'll hear the reporter kind of setting up what's going on in Gaza. And then you'll hear Douglas Murray's response. And it is brilliant. Here we go. There's no electricity, there's no running water, there is no food going in, there are no other fuel supplies going in. Borders closed at Egypt as well. Bizarrely little criticism of Egypt for that, interestingly. Um, Is that, and while raining down missiles on buildings which they know are going to kill civilians, we know hundreds and hundreds of civilians have already died, many of them children. Is that a reasonable, proportionate and moral response by Israel? There is some deep perversion in Britain whenever Israel is involved in a conflict. And it is the word you just used, proportion proportionate proportionality. Only Britain is really obsessed with this. I've heard it for the last few days incessantly. Proportionality in conflict rarely exists. But if we were to decide that we should have this fetish about proportionality, then that would mean that in retaliation for what Hamas did in Israel on Saturday, Israel should try to locate a music festival in Gaza, for instance, and good luck with that, should try to find a music festival in Gaza and rape precisely the number of women that Hamas raped on Saturday. Kill precisely the number of young people that Hamas killed on Saturday. They should find a town 
uh, of exactly the same size as a town like Starot, where I've been many times myself, and make sure they go to door to door and kill precisely the correct number of babies that Hamas killed in Starot on Saturday, and shoot in the head precisely the same number of old age pensioners as were shot in Starot on Saturday, just to choose one town. Proportionality in conflict is a joke. And it's a very strange British concept which we've had that only the Israelis in a conflict when they are attacked are expected to have precisely the proportionate response. Listen, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it can be said better. Man. I don't I don't think that there's a better response to trying to find some type of um, restraining sentiment for the people of Israel and for the Israeli government mm. and 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 for the soldiers for the IDF like i mean if, if if you think of what has happened and you think i mean i don't know if you have seen or you have heard some of the accounts of the people who have lost loved ones i mean look it's sickening to your stomach to even hear about it yeah. let alone to try to imagine yourself in that situation like you you think of a college town or something where you've got young people at a festival and then they are just slaughtered and those who are not slaughtered are carried off and I recognize I'm, I'm reading the reports just as many of our listeners are probably reading the reports as well that Hamas is claiming that they did not intend to kill women and children and babies and all of these things that those things you know were not intended but there's information now that says that that is exactly what they intended to do mm. that was the plan this is the story this is the article from the christian post um newly uncovered documents reveal that hamas terrorists were directed to kill as many people as possible with a specific focus on elementary schools and youth centers wow it's possible that one of the greatest obstacles to homeschooling is confidence and there's nothing like the fear of math to zap your confidence. CTC Math has taken that into account and designed an incredible math program that takes the fear out of math. Parents can relax knowing that CTC Math is partnering with them to teach math. With clear and complete video tutorials and summaries, this math program ensures that your child actually understands the content before he or she is asked to practice it. CTC Math is also interactive and it adapts to your child's needs without the child even knowing it. This builds confidence and proficiency. Maybe CTC Math is the answer to your prayers. You can find out by going to ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. You can try the program without risk for an entire year. And if it doesn't deliver the results you expect, CTC Math will provide a full refund. You heard me right. You can try out CTC Math for an entire year without risk. And if it doesn't meet your needs, you can get a full refund, no questions asked. Check out our friends at ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. <laughs> so let's talk about, Man. no, look, I, okay, I'm just going to continue. These meticulously rehearsed attacks resulted in a death toll exceeding 1,300, 1,300 in Israel alone, according to official sources. Israeli officials say the attacks were not a byproduct of military action, but rather a central objective as can be concluded from the documents recovered from the bodies of the dead militants at the sites of the attacks. This is a call according to the Wall Street Journal. 
listen, this, this, this was not a, you know, oh my goodness, we, we want to attack soldiers. This, this wasn't, this wasn't even, and, and I don't know if you can use the word fair when you talk about um, a provocative action yeah. that, that would incite war. Like this, this was not even an attack wrought upon the military. Right. It's civilians. It, it was to try to kill as many uh, civilians <laughs> as, as possible. Like it's, it, it was targeted. And even at that little town that they went to and went through, people were sleeping and things like that and just went through and slaughtered, you know. And I think the, the last count that I heard was like 199 hostages. Oh, like, my goodness. You know, like people still out there, you know, and, and families don't know if their loved ones are alive. This was brutal. It was brutal. It was it was horrific. It was barbarism that we are not in the United States. We are not acquainted with this. We have no idea what this looks like. I, you know, I was watching some of the interviews of people who have lost loved ones. And I was listening to some of the accounts as you've got Israelis who are talking about how they were hiding in their safe room and um, they were on a group messaging. I think it was WhatsApp that they were on and they're going back and forth talking about hearing soldiers in their area. And as they're going back and forth through these exchanges, you know, there's one person on the group that says, Hey, I think I hear them in my house. Mm. And then they don't get any more messages from that person. Mm. Guys, this is sick. This is, this is demonic. And, and I, you know, I'm concerned that you've got the national association of evangelicals who would say, we, you know, need to have a lowered expectation of Israel's move to defend itself. Um, that in a way that when you say, you know, focus on defense and not revenge, it almost seems like just get that dome working. Just It, it almost just seems like get your people to safety, learn how to duck and cover, yeah. learn how to run into your safe rooms, do a better job, have a quicker response, you know, have your intelligence working more efficiently. And I think that this does a disservice. Even I, I think it's disingenuous because like you think about in the United States of America, like, you know, who's 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 going to sit back and send a strongly worded letter if 30,000 of our citizens are just slaughtered right. in one day. Wow. In one day. Wow. Going yeah. back to this Christian Post article here, written orders carried by Hamas explicitly directed them to maximize human losses and take hostages, the journal said, citing one set of orders that specifically targeted the farming community of Alumim, instructing militants to achieve the highest level of human losses. Mm-hmm. So like what, so what is Israel supposed to do with that? Like what, you know, I'm just saying, I, I want... Christians, I, I don't want us to be dull. Hmm. I don't, I don't want us to to settle for this sort of, um, you know. All cultures are the same, and we we need to look. We do value human life. This and there was there was a brutality to war, right? But can you imagine the multiplied brutality that's wrought upon civilians? Yeah. Like this was this this was not, you know, fine soldiers while they're sleeping. <laughs> that's not what this was, right? This this was how do we get the maximum number of casualties? Have you seen the footage? Have you seen the footage of them mocking the grandmother where they've got her holding a weapon and and throwing up a peace sign and she doesn't even know where she is? Mm. Have you you know I I've seen that footage and and you know it doesn't wow. it's not easy to look at. Yeah. And I want to be very clear here, man, I am not a, you know, man, who loves war? I don't know anybody who loves war. But I certainly don't think what we need to do is try to paint this picture 
by by way of prayer request where we're saying, hey, you know, we just focus on defense and don't mm-hmm. don't try to get revenge. Yeah. Listen, I think that Israel needs to put down Hamas. I think I think that Israel needs to needs to put down the wickedness, the sin and the evil that is present in that kind of attack. Mm. And and why am I saying that? That's that's exactly how we would feel if that happened in the United States of America. Think about how we felt after 9-11. Think about the the feelings of, of the lack of safety and, and to imagine that you've got a group of people who have lived with this threat for years, who have lived with this threat. Like, you know, I was, I was watching another interview. Um, it was CBN where, where you've got um, these people who are on the ground and they're talking about the, the missiles that are still being launched into Israel by Hamas. And while they're doing the interview, you've got a missile being launched and they've got to run to safety. People falling down, the reporters, they're talking. Wow. You, I mean, and, and they're like, and this is what it feels like to live in Israel every day. This is that terror that you felt just in that second. It's recorded. It's recorded. That terror that you felt just in that one second, that's what it feels like to live in Israel every day. You know, I'm thinking about uh, the NAE, you know, and this prayer. And I'm constantly thinking, man, am am I missing something? Are we missing something? Are they trying to say something that, but the way that it sounds is almost like there's also a cultural moment that you got to try to be, uh, have sympathy, you know, and, and things like that. And, it's, and it takes out of it, you know, the notion that it, this is war. And in war, you know, there's, there's fighting back and forth. So I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be like, man, but these are brothers and sisters in Christ, it's evangelicals or whatever, you know. But I feel like there is a, a pull to, to say things like mm, this mm-hmm. because of the moment yeah. and because of where you know, a lot of the culture is. But I'm like, man, and I, and I almost hope that that's not what they mean by this. But I can't see anything else, you know, that it could be but a softening of what, what they are, feel like Israel should do. Because the question is then, what are we defining as revenge? Like, what is what does that mean when you say focus? And, okay, and so if we want to be charitable, and I appreciate that, that's, that's, yes, that's what we want, right? If we are to be charitable in our response and a person says, um, that you want to focus on defense, then maybe they see the advancing of the Israeli um, military as that defense. Maybe it doesn't mean what I think it means, you know, yeah. like that you need to, for example, I feel like there is this position that Hamas came in with a sledgehammer and Israel should go in with a scalpel. Yeah. And, and look, I know that's hard and that's ugly, right? Like that's yeah. war is ugly, but man, we have to recognize that Israel is fighting against a group of people mm-hmm. who don't even care about its own citizens. Man. Israel yeah. is dropping leaflets to say to the citizens of Gaza, Hey, you need to get out and you need to run to and safety <laughs> and they will not let their own citizens out. Right. While they're talking about the water that they don't have, they're actually um, like busting up the ground to 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 grab up the the waterways so that they can still continue to launch missiles. Like, you know, this is this is what Israel is working against. And so, you know, this idea that Israel should show restraint and that Israel should respond with 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 an equal response. You know, it's just it's almost an impossibility when you are working with someone who doesn't even have rules that they are bound by that there, there are no rules. Just do just, just win, just do what, and whatever, 
whatever the definition of winning is for right. you. Right. You know, yeah. I think it's, it's just, I don't know. I think it's horrific. And look, and again, if I'm wrong about what the National Association of Evangelicals means by uh, prayer point number three, then as I say, and I mean it, I will publicly repent. I will, I will apologize and seek forgiveness. But if I'm right, and this is one of those, you know, you, you couple it with what you see happening on campuses all across this country. Mm. You couple it with the response that's coming out of churches all across the country that there's so many people who are saying, my pastor didn't even mention this. Mm-hmm. My pastor didn't even talk about this. Like, I mean, you know, we, we showed up at church wanting to hear what was going on with, uh, with Israel from a biblical perspective. And my pastor didn't even mention it. Mm. So it's, those are the things that I'm coupling, you know, with yeah. this prayer point that make me wonder, man, have we rejected the right position as I would say, as prescribed by God's word? Do we really believe that the land that the Israelis inhabit is the land that God gave to them? Mm. Do we believe that God has made promises to these people and brought promises through these people? Yeah. And I would also say what we talked about with them as far as that, um, that justice piece, you know, Mm -hmm. racial justice piece, I feel like, you know, um, those type of things don't flow far from each other. Like that, the the uh, that the sympathizing with that, and also like the you know the stance on being more you know uh, sensitive racially or whatever. And so I'm hoping this is not just another part of a slide of the uh, National Association of Evangelicals, but man, it could be you know in in that same way. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And and look, I want to be hopeful like you're hopeful. And yeah. and I I I want to um I want to be gracious. I don't I I'm not always looking for you know, it's kind of like that bulldog with the rope and the knot on the I'm not always looking yeah. for the rope to like gnarl on or, but man, I just feel like let's not lose our discernment and let's not go soft because of the pressures of our culture Amen. that we exist in. You know what I'm saying? Like let's let's can we say and and this is look, can we as Christians say that there is a special and unique relationship that God has with Israel? Do we believe what the Apostle Paul wrote that God's not done with Israel? Can we accept and can we believe that we should not be arrogant or prideful about us being grafted in? Like mm. that, man, we have come to the Lord. We have come to know the Lord. We have we have been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ because of Israel. And, you know, if we ever get to a place in the body of Christ where we can't acknowledge that, where we can't make much of that, then I'm concerned that we are also displaying that there's not confidence in the full counsel of God's word. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else, where else you go from there. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. That's all. I just, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that we are, um, it's culturally normative for us to be soft on what we think about God's relationship with Israel and his promise to Israel and how we are on the receiving end of those promises. I want to resist that as we resist everything else. I want to resist that. When you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, that's how you remain culture-proof. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless.
Are you registered for Culture Proof Conference 2024? Well, you need to get registered today. We are super excited about our first ever conference that's coming to Faith Baptist in Bartlett, Tennessee. Yes, July 18th through the 20th. And we're open, wide open. So go to cultureproof.net right now and register. Yeah, that's right. And I say the first ever conference. It's the first ever Culture Proof Conference. But everything that you love about the types of conferences that the Addisons produce all remains intact. Some of our speakers this year include the incredible Dr. Kathy Cook. Abraham Hamilton III. Dr. Renton Rathbun. Dr. Lee Brand. And Israel Wayne. And not to mention our extraordinary Culture Proof Kids and Teens tracks facilitated by Maria Hamilton. The third. And Mark and Amy (laughs) Warren. You're going to want to make sure you register. When registration fills up for those tracks, the kids tracks, we close them down because we want our classrooms to be functional and we want our kids to get the most out of those classrooms. All right, question. Mm-hmm. Is functionable a word? No, probably not. So fu- functional. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's all right. I just want to, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, don't let her do it. Oh, Lord. Um, when you don't have a red line in your brain, you're just going to leave it. Okay. We want to see you in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church, July 18th through the 20th. That's right. Go to cultureproof.net. 